is the tech ali i'm tabiso how's it sponga here dog magnesis tech boy how are you <laughs> you see i keep trying i keep i keep getting within this game from Man. now on you're eh? all allowed to call bonga the tech boy well don't call me when you see him in the streets though so please call just, him in the streets it's, just, for, it's just it's just for the podcast it's just for the podcast and I out together please call him tech boy no 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 i will ignore you i will not respond to you please don't do that to yourselves how was the weekend <laughs> Oh Heard man. You went hiking. Mm. <laughs> so, um I spent the majority of it Friday and Saturday I didn't really do much, but on on Sunday I allowed a friend to convince me that I should do hiking. It was my first time hiking and I think almost practically everything that could have gone wrong mm. nearly did. <laughs> For starters, I went hiking wearing the wrong shoes i was wearing my um adidas superstars which proved to be painful because at some point those sneakers tore <laughs> not completely but a part of it is there's like a, a hole we did we hiked for 13 kilometers so which was around about three and a half hours of walking shoes. yep three and a half hours of walking i was burnt i didn't have sunscreen on i was late we were nearly late for the hike uh i could barely walk after <laughs> that hike i was my toes were in pain because the the so the the trail is full of um of rocks, rocks. literally scaled up makali's to the to to the top mm. of the hill then you had to scale down oh, back okay. again which you think that walking downhill is easy but not when the inclination is looking like it's almost what i don't know 45 degrees downwards <laughs> so it was not it was okay. Actually, I want to do it again. I think that it it's reignited my uh, my interest in in uh, exercising. Mm-hmm. I, I did start it last year, but then I had to stop it because of school. I was very busy. Yeah, yeah. So I think that I'm going to go back probably next week. I'm going to go like, so you're going to be hearing me saying that I'm gym. So <laughs> I came back. My plan was to sleep, but unfortunately, I was hit by load shedding on on the Sunday afternoon, so I went out a little, came back around about eight, nine-ish, and then I passed out. Okay. And you, how That's was your weekend? No, my weekend was okay, man. I spent it um, supporting the wife. Um, they've got an NPO running, um, which supports um, underprivileged um, young women. Um, Is it? So a lot of work that's being done there. So yeah, stressful. Um, they did a lot of work, but I mean, yeah, that's the first time I've uh, done that in a while. Um, so always nice to give back. Um, then more school, of course. Uh, so that's, <laughs> yeah, that's you signed up. You signed up for that one, didn't you? That's a killer. So yeah, no, trying to survive the year. Um, if I can get to November, I'll be very, very happy. <laughs> so tell us okay. about Samsung. Oh yeah. And the flip so phones. let's start. Let's start the week. Let's start the week. Let's start the week. Um, so as you all know, last week, Samsung announced three new flagship phones. <laughs> um, it was the, wait, not three, four. It was the Z Flip. Yes. It was the S20. It was the S20 Plus, touted as 5G. And then it was the S20 Ultra, Ultra. obviously. So I think that some of you may have been following the, our Twitter account would have seen that um, the account was actively posting information about the devices as, as the announcements were, were being made. Um, personally, uh, just looking at, it, at, the, at the event post what happened, I don't know. 
did you watch the the play I event? saw highlights. Um, you saw highlights. I was still in um, back-to-back meetings, and then I had to go to class, so I didn't see much of it. Mm. But I did see the highlights. So um, I watched. I watched most of the of of of, of the posting right of the show. And what I noticed was that there wasn't really much of, of enthusiasm yeah, on yeah. it as opposed to what you find like before for Apple. Apple People were missing opportunities to clap when <laughs> the speaker was expecting a, was expecting a clap. There were not too many of those claps to begin with on the show. I mean, on during the thing, and some of the features that were being announced didn't seem to wow a lot of people. Mm. Um, actually, at some point, one of the the announcers actually asked that people clap. I forgot who, who it is, but I, I specifically remember that moment. I'm thinking to myself, I don't know whether are people bored or are they um, just plugged in to the conversation? Do you get the feeling that Samsung only does these events to match Google, Amazon, uh, Microsoft, and Apple? They don't. It doesn't necessarily look like it's within the ethos and company culture for them to have this fanciful big time stuff. I mean, even when they go to CES and stuff like that, they just put things out, but you never see like big presentations from the Samsung dudes even at CES. I think that they certainly don't put much effort in, in making it known. Um, I mean, or at least it was the first time this year that they actually did it because in all of the years of when um, Samsung's were being announced. Press you just yeah, press release and you find out about it, then you read about it in the news, and yeah. then okay, there's a new device. But this time around, there was a whole Twitter campaign yeah. uh, that I saw. I know that there was an entire event with MCs and everything mm-hmm. somewhere around Jobega. I don't actually know where it was. Um, it was a, it was announced pretty early, so everyone could get the time to actually watch the the announcement. And I think that that was a, a new thing for them or at least in my experience so i think that it's i don't know i don't think that it's with them i don't think that it's in them i don't think that it's a part of their culture yeah just no one really had the the emphasis on 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 being excited about these new devices and i guess you know these are these four devices and perhaps the note would be the flagship high-end phones that Samsung would produce. There was no announcement of the Note or the Fold, in fact. New generations exactly. of those. Exactly. And I mean, those would be those would be the, their entry into the luxury segment um, of the market. But, you know, Samsung is a volume seller. They, they, they make a lot of phones in the lower ends and they sell the most phones. Um, they make the most phones. They ship the most phones during the course of the year. And they just announce phones and move on. They, they don't necessarily hype up a lot. I even saw that you're able to pre-order um, the new S20s together with the flip phone. Um, I didn't see the release date of when the phone will actually it's ship just, it's, it's the, well, I don't know about shipping to SA, but mm. appara- apparently I actually have a friend who had signed up or had, has actually bought signed the, up for the pre-order. Mm, signed up for the pre-order for the S20 Ultra. And it was through one of the local cell phone providers that apparently had promised that they would get it much earlier than they announced 6th of March. Okay. But subsequently, he got a message telling them that, oops, sorry, actually, you're also going to get it on the 6th, you're gonna get it on the 6th of March once the worldwide release happens. So which, the real drive release is on the 6th of March? We, yeah, but then what, I, what I'm what i not sure on is, 
the will SA also get it on the sixth of March? If it releases on the US on the sixth yes. of March, does it mean that we also gonna get it at the same time? And 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 I mean, I don't know the supply chain um, of, of of Samsung that well, but the impact of the coronavirus in terms of being able to to make sure that the phone gets made, um, components get shipped, um, the sixth of March still feasible. Uh, probably for the first batch is already done, but I mean, if that subsequent if that orders one sells out, subsequent orders, subsequent orders beyond that, because these phones tend to be very popular. Yeah, true, and, and it tends to be very popular amongst the early adopters with them yes. with the money to be able to keep We've up been with, 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 with Galaxy phones since yeah, the sales. There's fours, indeed. Uh, Galaxy Notes. Um, so these guys, those are the type of people that would would. It's the same as in the iPhone world where you've. Had since the 3G, mm. you'll have the four, the four, and so on and so forth. So I don't know. I think that, I, I think, I think, personally, the early um, capacity mm. will probably be able will probably be serviced, but I'm assuming that, given that their biggest markets usually would be Asia, Europe, and the US, mm. the large stock. Will go to those ones to make sure that they meet Afri- the Africa then gets whatever crumbles that remain after that, and then re further subsequent to that, uh, fulfilling orders that come out of, after there will probably become proved to be quite difficult, given what is going what on. Is I mean, on. the coronavirus has now um, surpassed every other known epidemic to exist. It surpassed SARS. Mm. It, it surpassed, yeah. yeah, it surpassed M- what is it? MSM or MSA? There's some yeah. M something, but there's <laughs> the other second big one. So obviously that that is an impact on human capacity and output for for this tech companies to be able to deliver on these devices. So we don't know until they actually hit the market. I personally don't think that the availability is going to be that high. It's going to be quite a tricky thing for it to um, to happen. But we'll, we'll we'll see. I don't think that it, it's not going to be. I don't think that it's going to be that something's going to be available in our hands that quickly. But another thing I wanted to touch on is the fact that it was quite dope to see that they actually shot the entire show using those, yes. using oh, this yes. twenty hours. So if you were watching it on YouTube, yeah, it would, you would have been watching it behind the camera. Of an S twenty. Mm. It was a camera of yeah. it was, camera, was of, of, yeah, it was a camera of an S twenty and it was quite it was streaming quite well. I yeah. think it was a ten eighty P. Um for those who have had four K TVs it should have been showing exactly. four K so as well. I was gonna say if you've got ten eighty P it's your latest TVs are showing ten eighty P so it would have been showing it would have been showing it should be showing ten eighty P. I don't think that uh, the the full specs of these phones um is pretty much has been wildly widely reviewed and um, explained so i don't necessarily want to bore you with the sort of details of what each phone <laughs> entails i just want to speak about some of the things that really caught my attention with these phones that i think that it's mm. it's it's of importance tell Especially, us about hmm? the because i think what's interesting for, for for our customers or our listeners sorry is the the the, the physical hardware and how the phone works the dual screens on the flip outside screen yeah there's another inside screen so so there's some influencers who've complained about the flip breaking (laughs) (laughs) so um here's what happened right so let's let's just talk about the phones in general they're not going to get to the flip because i think that's a different conversation that's not a different conversation but it's an extension of this conversation 
so we already know that the s20 uh, and the s20 ultra have like four cameras in the back um they have a nice sleek um design they have a camera bezel the s20 ultra um has a battery life almost a thousand amps bigger than the 11 pro max so you can expect quite a long battery life overall in general all these phones have been made to be bigger with a bigger screen size um and they have much more power um than than uh their predecessors it's also interesting to note that they've gone from having an s2 s3 s4 s5 s6 7 8 9 10 then from there they jump straight to 20. 20. So they, we, I would expect to be an S11, but they, I guess they follow the Huawei route of having it in, in 10 digit forms, so it to say. It doesn't sound right to say S11. Why not? S13. Come on. <laughs> how do you market S13? Yeah, how do you market it the same way you market an S20? No, 20 just sounds nicer. It's easier to market. It's easier to sell. Okay. But what else is interesting on the... So, That's four cameras. Yeah, four four cameras. Does anybody on the market have five? I should don't know. I don't think so. No, I haven't seen. I, mean, I don't really follow that's much. Probably coming this year. Probably, right? because now but but four, but but five. overall, the the biggest takeaway from me with these new phones is that it's how the focus on cameras is now becoming really mm. quite a huge thing. It, it, we, we've yeah we've literally got into a world where a phone now is actually a camera that can just make calls and have apps on it. That's essentially what it is now. Even with the new iPhone release, the biggest factor of why we're going to buy the next iPhone, apart from 5G, which is dependent on a whole lot of things. My ability to create my own content. Content. And editing the content and how much size do I have the battery the yeah. battery life for whilst I'm, whilst I'm creating the content. And so we are on that stage now. And I, I think that's, that's another give a, a, a big takeaway with the, um, these new phones. I mean, they, we now know that the S20 Ultra has, you can zoom in at 100 times. That's a max. Because of a, of a bent lens in, inside the phone that can take light, augment that using the cameras on the phone, and then over and above that, enable the zoom on the device. So that's one of one of the great things, and also there was a huge focus on AI and yes, usage and usage of of cameras. So one might actually ask themselves, how is AI involved in in the use of cameras? Um, the one of the best ways of doing it is by teaching the the system of of the phone how movement in pictures works, and then you through that be able to guess where you would be in the picture if you were in motion. And so that is one is quite a big takeaway to say you you would one would never thought that you would have AI being part of the of the selling point mm -hmm. of why you have camera of, of your camera on, on on the phone. And also another thing that it's a big feature is the one touch or the one photo feature. Oh, Did you hear yes. about it? Yes, 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 yes. Tell so me. the one photo feature is, you know how. When you in you in the spur of the moment, maybe you're shooting a video or you're taking a picture of a specific moment that you have to quickly take a picture, but you realize after that the picture that you took doesn't necessarily capture the moment um, as beautifully as you'd like it, as you'd, want as you'd wanted it. Mm -hmm. So what what Samsung has built is a one sort of like one picture moment that say that actually uses AI 
to augment your entire the entire moment so you take a video then from that video it creates multiple photos that capture the best moment as best as it can so in portrait landscape white camera all of those features are basically used to it, it, it'll through AI create a different all the views that will be the best to view to to check the, that image and then and then present it to you and then then you pick the final one that you want i think that was quite a, that's quite a great thing because we've all seen moments or came across moments where we would like to take a picture of something but realize after that actually the angle that we took wasn't correct mm. so that, that really is going to rein people in i think that it, it's uh, as a person who's not a pro and pro android i would really would like to see that feature mm. in an iphone some certain point soon i know that i'm probably asking for too much maybe won't happen with this iphone but i'm sure or uh, apple, apple would eventually get on it at some point yeah, i think absolutely. so it's it's that and obviously there's a huge focus on 5g Yep. Um, there was a huge starting that all these phones are going to be on 5G. They will work when it's once it comes to place. I don't think that's, a, that's really a big thing that is applicable to us in SA at the moment because even though we know that there are certain providers are working towards uh, 5G availability, mm. its actual implementation is not necessarily as, uh, that imminent. I don't, I don't even see the 5G coming through in SA in, at least in the last quarter of the year where we're working fully. And well, that's, that's also just me, be, me being optimistic. I don't know what you think. No, no, no. I think, I think 5G is going to take a while, not only to roll out or be implemented, but also to be the um, place where we, we, or the network where, where, where we, we regularly use um, or, or, or utilize the internet from. Um, I think the same way in which it took a while for LTE to be common, mm. or to be the common base from a network perspective, the same will happen with 5G. I think, you know, the the added complication of the political nightmare between China, the US, the EU, uh, is also causing causing some sort of slowdown in the route of 5G. And I mean, we all know there are like three or four players that can build the network infrastructure to support 5G. Once you have that type of oligopoly out there it becomes very difficult because then countries want to own countries want to be at the forefront countries want to be in charge and obviously and there's consumers just want to use yeah and there's a huge gdp revenue as well and being is being first into the market with that i mean uh, i think I, I i saw in the financial times they spoke about um the possibility that it could add five trillion dollars to china's gdp if china were to fully be first in terms of Fully rolling out 5G. 4G added about four four trillion, or was it four billion to the US economy when it when when, when it came out? Yeah. So then, you can already if see the benefits of to that. Add five trillion to China. Now this is where the political um, complications come in so nicely. If it adds five trillion to China, it would take it close to, if not past, the US GDP, and it would make it number one in the world. So which so is what Trump definitely does that's not want. Why, you, know, you get so much of the fact that you know is trying to block China's involvement with good reasons and bad reasons. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be quite interesting to see. I'm glad that phones with 5G capability are starting to come out because you don't want to be in a situation where we've got 5G network but no devices. But then, as a, a, as a South African, do you think that a phone having 5G right now would, uh, would be your 
purchasing factor? Like not, would not a would a phone? Yeah. I mean, again, you know, you may live in South Africa, but a lot of us live in a different South Africa to the rest of the, the country. Rest of the country. True. Um, and I mean, we've got a certain network provider who's been touting the fact that they've got almost full coverage in a specific area of the city of Johannesburg from a 5G perspective. So if you are lucky enough to be covered by that, you've got 5G capability, so to speak, already. Um, and, and this company has been talking about it for the last three to four months already. So And and again, we still, even even now, there are still towns where LTE is a tree. Exactly. I mean, so, my, my hometown, I can tell you for a fact, my hometown does not have LTE. The <laughs> highest I have is 3G. As far as I remember, both Vodacom and MTN are only now reaching 100% coverage or close to if it's in the late 90s from a 3G perspective. Um, so, again, that tells you we're already moving on to 5G. And Chinese are really, Chinese are already working on 6G, by exactly. the way. And only now are we getting to um, late 90s coverage for 3G. Um, so, that means, you know, what would the cell phone providers also do from a spend perspective? Would they continue to um, keep rolling out 4G or would they simply you know feel that they've got 3G as a backup where there's no 4G and uh, start building out or rolling out a 5G network and also you then include include fiber which is also a spend yes. which is not available everywhere and anywhere we still have areas right now where there's still quite a struggle with um, with, with fiber rollouts Absolutely. I mean, we have areas in Gauteng still that don't have fiber as we speak. Absolutely. And I mean, uh, an interesting segue is the fact that, you know, we last week there was a speech where a certain president spoke about the fact that uh, Spectrum would be made available to the, to the network operators for them to be able to do this type of stuff. Uh, and they spoke about the fact that, you know, they require that, that Spectrum um, 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 sale to, to, to happen so that they can roll out 4G, 5G, uh, in a more cost-effective manner for 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 their companies um, and for us as consumers. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so now the other you asked me about flip phones. <laughs> now here's where the interesting part comes in. So the the Z Flip, right, mm. was uh, was was announced um, almost as a turn, almost as a, as a segue as I used it from um, the previous Galaxy Fold. Yeah. The Z Flip almost looks like the Motorola Razr, which was announced towards uh, the end of last year. Yeah, it's a it, it's just a, a thin body that you can flip in and out. You can take selfies on the front camera when it's folded in. You can fl flip it to expand the the view, and also you can actually put the phone in a ninety degree angle, mm -hmm. where on the one half of the phone you're taking a picture, on the other half of the phone you are editing the picture in real time yeah. right so they're, they're touching that as a mini station so to say yes. and in fact the galaxy fold the uh, the, the first iteration of the galaxy fold was built with the, in mind that in the future you won't need to be in the office to do your work yes. by that it means that it means that your phone becomes your your laptop so to say for you to be able to view mails reply to your emails do your work anywhere in the world so long as you're connected to your corporate to your corporate network yep. and you have internet connectivity to be able to um, communicate that's really the the idea behind it 
and so it relies on uh, material that can bend on on the device which then make which then is now the sort of flip phones exist and people do people actually have a use case for them or are those use cases being implied on on the consumer to to actually like it that's the first thing I think that's a very interesting discussion especially when we look at where the world of work is going so I mean you know um, today in 2020 we, we still work in office parks and office buildings um, if you work for a um, medium to large enterprise you're mostly in an office um, or expected work. to be in an office even when you have no work to do <laughs> fair comment, fair comment. Um, but you know in the future would you still be required in the office um, would you still be required to get up and drive somewhere to get to a particular meeting point or to a particular building the one thing that still remains true is you will need to be able to conduct your work, whatever your work may be. And the most common device used today is either some sort of laptop, tablet, or phone. Mm. And so if you're able to combine those particular devices into a single device, which is what the Galaxy Fold is trying to do in terms of the a tablet when open and a phone when closed um, and the flip phone the same where you can do two or three things on two or three different screens at the same time on the same phone um, it could be um, it could be something that's very advantageous in the future of work where where you can be using these devices in the comfort of your own home I mean imagine people walking outside to sit in the park against the tree um, <laughs> and respond to emails or, or hey, you're code. You're, lay, you're laying against the tree the next thing chief bring that phone there goes <laughs> well, your work after all, <laughs> Africa, so you always have that risk very 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 true very true so that's uh, that, yeah that is really the biggest takeaway from for me with regards to to the flip but obviously that sounds all good and nice in terms of the the use cases of of it and i think that they really do have a market um, that exists, I guess, but I'm just not one of those people that would put you would utilize a flip phone. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because I just don't think that it fits my personality yep. and then what are we doing with the phone. And then another thing that is proving to be quite complicated about flip phones is the actual physical hardware yes. and how it, it stands. So you remember last year that the Galaxy Fold actually started seeing flames after like 14 hours of use because the front the screen was made on <clears throat> it was made it, it was made on plastic mm-hmm. the front end is made on plastic and you're not supposed to take off that plastic film the, yeah the plastic film <laughs> because that is, that is actually that is the actual screen yes. that you're taking off yes. and people started taking off because you know how you see it when you ever whenever you get on your phone and there's a screen mm-hmm. i'm sorry there's a plastic coverage you're thinking that's just the plastic that i have to remove to get yes. to the glass whereas it, you're actually moving the screen off the phone um and then they also did a test on the motorola razor mm-hmm. which after 27,000 flips it started not flipping correctly <laughs> and the states the stats are that in america an average american checks their phone around 80 times a day so that means that if you flip your phone 80 times a day and the phone breaks the 27,000 um number of flips 
that is around about 330 days so it's less than a year of the phone actually leading to to break <laughs> now the flip is uh, the same questions are, are coming up about the flip that if a, a razor can break it about twenty seven thousand, when will the Z flip break there's a tool that is used to actually test how many times you can fold the device i couldn't really get the stats on how on when the flip breaks but it, it seems like it also it doesn't get to a hundred thousand as well so it now begs the question. It and hundred thousand would get you to about four or five years of use, more or less, more or less. Okay. So then the question, the question is, folds are good, and from a certain use case point of view, but are they practical right now? That's a very interesting question. I, I just, I just, you know, just as a side comment, who the hell opens their phone eighty times a day? Well, if you check your phone a couple of times in a day, I think I would, I would possibly open my phone 80 times a day because it's mostly in my hand yeah. For, for, yeah. For, for quite a while. So it's, pos- it's possible. But then again, I guess it, this, this is only based on, on the U.S. Yes. And no, we're talking a population of about 300 million people. So it could be a different use case in SA, for example. But there's a good, bar- but there's a good parameter to think about. It would be a very good parameter. But yeah, so I think the rest of the stats on the phone are stats that you you can check if if you are a listener and you actually are looking for more information about how each of these phones are performing, you can check on our I, on our Instagram page. There is a on one of our posts. There's actually um, a pictorial specifications of how you, these phones are specced up, um, and you can just trust that they are obviously price they get pricier as the specs get higher um camera quality is better than the predecessor um it's really the best thing out there in the market at the moment until apple releases again (laughs) (laughs) just joking so yeah you can you can check with that and we can provide you with more information about uh, any other specs that you want to know about the devices all right. So, moving on, you sir have something that you're quite interested in, and I see you really speak about it quite a lot. Climate change. So, what's uh, up with that? Man. So, you know, at the beginning of every year, um, the most powerful people in the world all get on big, fuel-guzzling private jets or commercial jetliners and land in a little Swiss town called Davos. They then get in big limousines and drive around the city, meeting each other for four days, talking about how to save the world from the effects of climate change. Now, recently, um, the CEO of BP, Bob Dudley, um, stood down after a decade in charge. Um, He spent much of his time fighting the effects of deep water horizon so most of you that know have watched the movie know what happened at the uh, at a bp um, oil rig back in 2010 when it exploded in the sea when and they made the Gulf of Mexico. oh yeah i remember the story that they, was, that was a huge thing that was a huge thing yeah still, still paying repercussions for, 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 for that for, for, for that incident um and the new ceo um, a man called bernard looney um took over at the beginning of this month. Um, Bob Dudley, towards the end of his tenure, was asked a lot about what BP is doing as one of the biggest emitters of carbon emissions in the world, what BP is doing 
to fight off these effects of, of carbon emissions. And Bob Dudley quite simply said, you guys are going to be reliant on oil for the next 50 to 100 years. Uh, so just live with it. And, you know, us as BP are doing good by providing all of this energy. And we don't necessarily have to do a lot uh, from a climate change perspective because we are doing our peace in society by creating all of this energy for you by picking up oil from the ground. <laughs> now that's a leader. <laughs> mm, indeed. Um, the new CEO, Bernard Looney, has flipped that completely around. He's taken over and one of the first things that he said is that he wants BP to be carbon neutral by 2050. Now, 2050 is 30 years away. I've been on this planet for 32 years already. So, by the time I reach 60, BP wants to be carbon neutral. So, they must be uh, emitting zero extra um, carbon into the atmosphere or the carbon footprint. So, that's a, that, 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 that sounds like it's a, it's a, it's a wordplay. Yes. That needs to be careful about. Yes. So does it mean that there will not be a meeting carbon? No. It means that there will still be a meeting it's carbon, actually, uh, but but not extra carbon than what they currently yes. are so, right now. So, so it's actually it's actually an impossibility for BP to not emit carbon into the atmosphere. Um, as an oil producer, as an oil refiner, and as an oil and as an and as an oil or gasoline distributor. Um, through their BP garages, um, they do it all. They that that whole value chain has a large carbon footprint. They also uh, produce or, or mine gas, and and a lot of a lot of European homes run on gas. Um, so they are they are massive um, um, emitter of carbon. Now, I was just thinking about how they would do this. So obviously. Um, the big oil majors have been thinking about how to get to renewable energy. So BP has also started building wind um, energy um, stations. So by producing energy through wind, it actually um, acts as a minus on their current carbon footprint. So you add 10 by um, producing oil, but you say minus 2 by producing wind. The other way they could do it is by planting trees and that would also then neutralize the effect that you have um, and what i decided to do was to go have a look at what technology companies have said because little do you know but technology companies are amongst the largest carbon emission um, uh, perpetrators in the whole entire world so if you think about the devices that apple microsoft google um, even facebook to a large extent amazon all of the things that they make, deliver. So uh, those factories that they utilize the to build this. Amazon um, has millions of cars. Um, they ship through uh, Amazon freight, um, through 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 trucks, and they even have planes these do, days. Do 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 um, data centers and yes. and cloud and, yeah, cloud, and cloud centers because actually emit emit yes, those? Because they because because they use uh, because they use energy driven. Um, by their big servers, and those servers use large amounts of energy, um, and, that, and that energy is produced obviously via electricity of some sort. Um, and what these companies have also said is that they would like to also be um, carbon neutral. Um, but then, what is their part? 
because I, I know that there, there are a couple of companies that are partnering with the oil industry, right? Yes. You have, in particular, Microsoft, Amazon, and Google mm. are working with with oil companies to apparently make the world cleaner. Yes. First of all, do you trust it? Number two, how are they doing it? So, so again, they will never not emit carbons because of the products that they make. Mm. The, what they are saying is that we will still produce a lot of um, um, uh, carbon, um, our carbon footprint will still be large, but what we will do is we will do other stuff to neutralize. So it will be like a plus and a minus, which gives us a net of zero. Which means that we can produce more so long as we're doing more to, to yes. have a net effect on what so, we're doing. So that's, that's effectively what they're saying. That's like, that's, like, that's like being a culprit in your own, in, in your own um, regulator at the yep. same time. Exactly. Judge, jury, execution. Yeah. It's like playing a game of football and drawing 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Every we both, time. We both scored, but none of us <laughs> lost. None of us won. Oh, maybe not even draw 1-1. One, one. It's more like playing a game of football and, and starting with a 1-1, one, one, but ending at a 10-10. Yes, the net, exactly. the net, I mean, the net a effect is still the same. Draw. Yes, it's a high score The net draw. effect is still the same. You are <laughs> um, producing more. You're doing more at the same time yes. to, to do a net effect, but you're still doing the same thing. Absolutely. The one thing that I, I, I find worrying, I guess, is the perception that has been driven as if they are gonna they are doing something to make the world cleaner mm. by, by, by um, working towards this but it's just it, for me it feels like they're actually finding much more tech, tech innovative ways of doing what they're doing right now so for, so for example if you have um, Google just talking about Google and the amount of inf- information that it has already on its bank about different things like geology, seismology, nature, all of the information is a huge resource of pool that in, in the hands of an old company will be quite a great thing because then it will help them be able to find new sources of oil much more faster than they currently are doing. Yes. And also in... In a world like uh, in America, where fracking is also a huge thing, mm. you're also having them not only be able to find oil faster, but also be able to find natural gas faster by cracking the land. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and, and so then it makes you wonder, when they're partnering, are they really partnering for good or are they, are they really partnering for a masquerade of good, yes. but they're actually just trying to boost their revenues because, because they need to keep growing? As, as, as businesses there's definitely an element of trying to keep their revenues growing um, as growing businesses I mean these guys um, year on year are always knocking out double digit increases I mean in the last three to four weeks we've seen Google's results knocked out the park um, we've seen Amazon's results knocked out the park especially in the cloud computing space which uses large amounts of data centers mm. um, and they've promised to run those data centers on renewable energy by 2030 uh, Microsoft has also got a massive cloud computing business and what Microsoft have said is that they hope to be carbon negative by 2030 which is in 10 years time Um, and they hope by 2050 to have also sequestrated enough carbon to account for all of the direct emissions the company has ever made so if you think about Microsoft having been founded in the late 70s um, and emitting so much uh, metric tons of carbon or CO2 into the air. I mean, this is what how scary some of these numbers are and, and, and you cannot even understand or, or, or measure them. 
Microsoft expects to uh, generate 16 million metric tons of carbon dioxide in 2020, including from indirect um, emissions from activities like corporate travel. Like I said, these companies have massive fleets of private jets to which, help these guys which is fly kind of, around. Which is kind of contradictory given the humanitarian work that Bill Gates is currently, right. is, is currently doing. <laughs> exactly. So on the one hand, the one company that is making your your income is quite um, participant yes. in world pollution, but on the one hand, you're doing anything and everything in your power to try and create sustainability, a cleaner at earth, and it's... At least he's yeah. using the profits that he's gaining from the company to help fight Ebola in Africa, um, to help fight malaria in Africa. He's new ways of flushing the he's, toilets. He's building those new toilets. Um, at least he's doing something, but I mean, again, climate change discussion is one of the biggest in the world. Apple have said um, they hope um, to also to also be clean in the next 10 to 20 years. Um, they claim in, in, in one of their annual reports from, from last year that they are down 64% in terms of carbon emissions since 2011 um, and they've prevented 2.8 million metric tons um, of carbon dioxide from entering the atmosphere. So they are starting to put this in the in the annual reports and their financial statements, which um, we as shareholders read, uh, and people our age are very inter- and even younger are very interested, interested in how these companies do this. But then so you... Greta Thunberg, for example, and everybody knows Greta Thunberg for fighting with Donald Trump around climate change. <laughs> mm. She walks the talk. She went to Davos from on her home boat. country on a carbon Look. neutral boat. Mm. She didn't fly. She didn't go in a car. In the world she of sailed. In the world of big economics, I don't see her idea being scalable. Yes. But I, I, I. Well, probably not in our lifetime. But I mean, she is fifteen and has, you know, by God's grace, another hundred or hundred fifty years to live, um, and and pull out some of these things. Well, I think I should keep definitely keep in keep uh, that in that in mind, um, or we'll follow that closely on because I think that it's really going to be one of the huge things to focus on. I mean, you know now that uh, there's a huge drive on the triple bottom line, which is uh, one of those things on profits, it's on on, on climate change now, it's on giving back to the community. So it's really one of those, even if you you are a person who's starting a, a business or a small business something, even in SA, your business must take into account those things about uh, climate change. So you have to look at the shareholders, community and the environment and do we know what local companies local SAP's companies are actually doing to reduce the carbon, carbon footprint yeah. I, I haven't really I haven't really done any research about it so I'm not gonna lie but maybe no. if you have any information we, on that so we've seen Cecil um, in the recent AGM be asked about what their plans are to scale back from from their carbon emissions um, and they've also started saying that their CEOs and their, their executive com- committees will be structured in such a way that it measures um, how they are implementing solutions for that solutions Uh, we've also seen that some of the biggest lenders in the country um, have come out to announce that they will no longer invest in coal in new coal projects obviously they can't divest from current coal projects and coal of course is one of the biggest emitters um, of carbon dioxide as well so we've seen that companies are starting to take a notice of this thing Um, ESCOM has, 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 has tried its best to get the 
independent power running. producers mm-hmm. program running and one of the main things of that is to bring sustainable renewable energy online such as wind um, and solar um, and so companies are doing it um, but like like you see with big tech like you see with bp they want to see how they're going to roll this stuff out so what do those solutions look like um, especially in africa where most of our energy production is through coal mm. um, i mean coal is more than 80 percent of the power that uh, or energy that we create okay okay i guess perhaps in in the in the same context all these companies that are focusing on digital and mobile solutions are contributing towards, towards climate change by Absolutely. trying to find easier ways of doing things electronically or through devices yes. as opposed to having a form or, or paper-based um, yes. solutions so it should be it should it should it should be a thing that should really have a, a mass effect in, in into the future I, mean, I would hope that you know in in um, minister Mantash's speech at the mining in Daba a couple of weeks ago where he spoke about allowing big miners to generate their own power um, for their minds that 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 announcement came with the caveat that as long as it's renewable and as long as it's sustainable energy and the same for president ramaphosa who announced that municipalities um, in good standing by the way which there are very few of um, would also be allowed to generate their own power over and above what is compromised and I, again it must come with that caveat that it must be renewable and sustainable Hmm. Yeah, well, with that yet remains to be seen. I mean, speaking of government, is quite a tricky thing because we're living in a world where the talking for IR contributes <laughs> to renewable renewable energies, but they're still asking people to complete forms that are paper-based. Yes. But in, in any case, that's a different thing. So I think we've covered quite a lot there. So now let's come back. You, mister, have your tech winner of the week. What is that? Ah, my tech winner of the week is... The this is a very funny one. Don't laugh, guys, when you listen to this. <laughs> it is the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Mr. Boris Johnson. Now, why is my take why on earth would you choose Boris Johnson? Mr. Boris Johnson. So, Boris Johnson um, last week um, announced that um, Huawei um, would be playing a role in the building and rolling out of the United Kingdom's. 5G network infrastructure. Now, why that would be a problem, you would ask, is because if you remember, the United States in 2018 banned Huawei um, for the most part in selling, acquiring, uh, distributing anything in the United States, and they fully expected that their allies um, would follow suit. Now, the UK for the last 100 years has been the United States' biggest. Um, and best ally and um, there's been even reports that you know um, President Trump and Prime Minister Johnson um, were on the phone last week and they were shouting at him President Trump was heard shouting at Prime Minister Johnson and in actual fact he was so angry Prime Minister Johnson, and he slammed the phone down on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's very presidential. Well, um, very childish, but yeah. So, you know, for me, um, uh, it, it definitely would make Johnson my winner, Prime Minister Johnson my winner, my take winner of the week. One, because he's allowed Huawei in, because Huawei is the biggest and best um, company to, to roll out your 5G network infrastructure. And two, 
because he went against what good old Donald was saying. Now he even went further. He was supposed to be visiting um, the US um, and visiting the White House to go see his friend Donald Trump very soon. Um, and this was expected to take place in April, May, which is the traditional European spring and it's the traditional time that the UK Prime Minister travels to visit all of his allies. Um, he has now delayed his visit to Washington to go Swag. visit President Trump because President Trump dropped the phone. So that's my take of the week. Oh, yeah, well, I, I guess I don't really think they've been friends. Eh? If you think about the incident where Johnson, the friend, Macon, and um, Trudeau were laughing at Trump yes. because of his hair and whatever, that was like what, last year? Or, or I don't yes. recall. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see Who's if that is a week. Uh, I don't really have one i guess i would i would say it's samsung uh, is my uh, they really they really came out with some some Before great quality yeah <laughs> no no samsung really like one i think they are despite some of the things that i've said about the the show overall mm. didn't really give me much enthusiasm but the devices the camera if it, if it just wasn't android i'd probably consider getting it but i'm not really a huge samsung phone samsung person or android person altogether so okay. samsung really has led the market and i think their investment in flip phones is really probably going to prove to be um beneficial to them in the long run which we'll i have to wait and see on the on what happens okay. my tech, tech loser, loser though uh blackberry <laughs> so i think you would have read or at least for those of you who, who don't know blackberry which is now owned by a company called tcl tcl communication mm. Um, has announced, and in fact, TCL has announced that they have no desire to build any new BlackBerry device going forward. So, what has happened is that um, BlackBerry did try to make a comeback. They released about they released a device um, at some point towards the end of 2018, 2019, but the sales kind of like slumped and they also the device was still based on a keyboard so they're still sticking to the traditional idea of doing that but essentially it did not work out pretty well so they've decided that to can it however this doesn't necessarily mean that it's the end of blackberry um tcl as a company actually is releasing a device oh, wow. they're releasing a phone and guess what it's going to it takes the idea of a flip phone and, and puts it in a different in a different way so you know how you have an iphone that is in your hand right now that you can utilize in its basic form the tcl can actually extend the area of the screen much like how you if you're opening a cupboard from a table it expands the area size of the cupboard mm -hmm. so the tcl is going to work in the same way Apparently, there are still uh, is the leaks of that device just came out about three hours ago, as from the time of this recording, um, and so we'll wait. we to see. I guess TCL is taking on the knowledge and then is coming out as a player under its own brand, as opposed to going the BlackBerry brand, the BlackBerry brand, because it has been um, affected or mm -hmm. it just its uh, notoriety has been. Uh, has gone down the drain, if I, if I put it that. Yes. So now BlackBerry is actually focusing on security. That's where they are, they are based, and that's where their rise actually started from. So they are on, a, they now do corporate security for emails for mm -hmm. companies, um, corporate infrastructure for security as well. That's where the focus is going to be. So that's the, the sad part for me. Bye, BlackBerry. Oh, that's 
it's very sad. It is a indeed. time when we all used to have a black man. Yep. Oh, you have any? Yeah. The South African Post Office is my loser of the week. <laughs> Why? So the South African Post Office has announced that they are coming out with an e-commerce platform in March 2020. We are... Today is the 17th of February, if I'm not mistaken. It so is, that gives yes. them plus minus with the leap year day included 13 days to show us what this e-commerce platform will look like now i don't know about you but i haven't seen anything i haven't heard of a pilot being run with consumers or staff um, i haven't seen anybody say that they would fulfill orders on behalf of this e-commerce platform um where would we be buying from um would you be able to sell on it? Um, would it be for the export market like Alibaba where you know South Africans shop on AliExpress and they can shop from various vendors? What exactly will it do? You can announce anything, but you know, you need customers. And those customers are, are small businesses in South Africa as well as re- as well as us retail consumers. So um, unfortunately once again the post office has shot itself in the foot and I am very concerned that this e-commerce platform which doesn't even have a name will probably be dead on arrival well what's new <laughs> i'm not i don't even think that i have much to say to that because we'll just have to wait and see i, I don't think that well i think between the two of us it's safe to say that whatever that is that date will not be made yeah. it's okay. highly it's highly unlikely that anything is going to happen or if it does it's going to be a commercialization of a prototype as opposed to the end product that is customers are going to like that actually works so i don't really i don't really think much about it so mm -hmm. closing so boy there was an incident there was an incident incident earlier today and you now want to give us the tech tip of the week which will help yeah so there's a fellow young queen there's, there's, there's a young to protect there's, there's a young gentleman who who saw his life <laughs> who saw his life today what happened was that um apparently his partner got access to his instagram through the web interface in fact and started taking screenshots and posting them onto his account as a as a as a post on his timeline and it seems like how she managed to get access to his account was that he gave her his email address and his password Hmm. and she utilized it to get in so it could have been either or and then when she once she got into his social media she actually or would have managed to lock him out for some Hmm. time to post to to post that and so he couldn't get into his account he couldn't delete those posts (laughs) because subsequently now those posts have been deleted so you can't really see them anymore but it was basically it was exposing his conversations with multiple women flirting um one of them he was downright denying that he's in a relationship altogether (laughs) so sparked a huge conversation on twitter specifically about going through a partner's phone whether you want to do it the tips and tricks of how people actually do it how they find information they search for keywords and conversations they try and send pictures to themselves so they can see who is the most frequently um chatted to a person and it was quite mind opening uh, my yeah, eye boggling so it eventually led me to 
actually think about how can I protect my own device from <laughs> so, such things. Not because I'm doing anything sinister, but I think that everyone wants to protect the information because once a person gets access to your phone, it is not only just your social media where they can go to. They can go to your banking apps. They can read your your um, bank um, balance SMSs that come in because yeah. nothing will stop them from doing that. And also there are many there are also many other many other smarter ways of how these things can be done. So, I mean, we've spoken about um, StalkAway, where a person can have an app that reads your messages and sends them to another phone without you even knowing. Mm-hmm. A person can link their WhatsApp, your WhatsApp to their, to their WhatsApp mobile device. And in the case of this gentleman, the person simply just gets your email address and your password, and you don't, you don't know what to do with that. So, the first thing that I just want to highly emphasize is have two-factor authentication in whatever that you do that is of critical importance to you. So your email address, especially if you have Google, have your email address, the password, but also have two-factor authentication that prevents uh, unlawful changing of your password without your knowledge. Um, apps that perhaps rely on using apps that uh, have self-destructing messages. So in this case, you're talking Snapchat where a message deletes quickly. You have... Um, Telegram also mm-hmm. which does that you have signal that um, encrypts your messages you have also um, what you call wicker as an app there is burn chat um, so I've posted I actually posted on our account uh, an article that speaks about these apps and how you can protect your information so I just think that to anyone that wants to have an extra layer of information put that in and if you can, especially on Android phones, you can even download apps that can add a passcode to your app, even if a person has gained access to it. Mm-hmm. They might be different to your pattern that you use to unlock your phone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely interesting. So that's a very interesting tech tip. But yeah, rather just don't send a thousand DMs. <laughs> uh, things can look, can look uh, guilty even when they're innocent, chief. Ish. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, so that was me in closing. So anything else that you want to add? No, I think that was a great show. I think, um, you know, discussing important things. I think uh, Samsung is going to have a great year. Um, let's hope, you know, um, the coronavirus can be can be gotten under control. Um, and uh, let's see what, like you said, big African companies are going to do to follow their international counterparts around climate change. Um, and keep those phones safe. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> but that's another episode from us. We out and we'll check you again next week. Cheers, cheers.